Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Bull. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning. You're on Dirt Radio on 3CR 855 AM and hosted today by Elise Cunningham. I coordinate the Sustainable Cities Collective at Friends of the Earth Melbourne. Um, and I just want to start by acknowledging the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Eastern Kulin Nation whose uh, unceded lands I we join you from today here in the studio. I want to pay respect to elders past and present and to those on the front lines of the staunch ongoing resistance and struggle for land back Um, and the strength and resilience of those right here in Nam down at Camp Sovereignty reclaiming uh, so-called King's Domain. Uh, Sovereignty over these lands um, has never been ceded. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about a series of nationwide actions that happened about a week ago, celebrating renewable energy and pushing back on anti-renewables misinformation. And I'm joined today in the studio by Australia's biggest fan of (laughs) wind energy, Friends of the Earth's Yes to Renewables coordinator, the lovely Pat Simons. How are you going, Pat? Going good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and yeah, a little later in the show, we'll also be joined by Martin Cubby um, on the phone, who lives up on Darawal country in Wollongong. He's a member of Good for the Gong and an organiser with the NTEU. Um, but first, it's 3CR subscriber, s- subscriber drive this week. So I'm going to play a little community service announcement about that. And then we'll be back chatting with the lovely Pat. Free CR is radical radio. Through our on-air content and community structure, we promote real change for workers' rights, gender equality, environmental action, disability justice, and on racism and First Nations sovereignty. Do you want to be part of real radical change? We need you to subscribe. It's just $40 concession, $80 waged, $150 for a band or organisation, and $300 solidarity. Call 03-9419-8377. That's 9419-8377. Or subscribe online at 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. So, um, as I just mentioned, about a week ago, there was a series of rallies and community action all around the country to celebrate renewables and push back on misinformation, disinformation. So, Pat Simons from Y2R, can you tell me a bit more? What what brought this about and what message was it trying to send? Yeah, thanks, Elise. So, over the last couple of years, we've seen two big things happening in the energy space. Uh, 
the the actual scale of the energy shift is increasing. So we're seeing a lot a lot more renewable energy projects proposed, which is fantastic because it's going to mean we can finally close the coal-fired power stations that are driving climate change. Um, and that presents a, a massive economic and community opportunity for regional Australia. But at the same time, we've also seen the spread of misinformation, so false claims about wind power and solar power that's really designed to divide communities and, and shut people out of the decision-making processes around the energy transition. Mm-hmm. So these actions were really designed as a way to say, you know, we've had enough as regional communities in Australia. We don't want to be divided by misinformation or divided by politicians playing political games with our futures. We actually do support renewable energy. We want to see it happen uh, because it's good for climate change. It's it's a source of job creation and it's a source of new income for these communities. So there, I think there was about four or five different actions around the country. Um, the two biggest ones are in Illawarra, um, Wollongong, and also in the Hunter uh, regions that are going through, you know, pretty big economic transitions. They're coal and industrial regions, so they're they're pretty exposed when it comes to the economic changes brought by taking action on climate change. But they're also regions that could massively benefit from offshore wind, and so they've they've um, there's been a pretty hot political debate driven by misinformation from the right wing. Uh, and so this was really responding to that, trying to get ahead of it and drive more of a positive community narrative. Oh, well, beautiful. That sounds like a good way to go about things. Just get yourself um, on the front foot there. And what just could you give us some examples of like mm. what this misinformation is? Like what what are the, the anti-renewables folks sort of spreading? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So some of the typical claims about about wind farms in particular and this goes back, you know, about a decade um, to misinformation driven by the fossil fuels industry. Uh, things like, you know, wind farms will kill birds. Um, wind farms will make you sick. The the noise produced by wind farms will will harm you and prevent you from sleeping. So we've dealt with a lot of that in the past and the public conversation has really moved on because a lot of that is not really based in fact. Uh, but we've seen it come back and particularly targeting offshore wind. And that's really because it's a new industry. Uh, people are still learning about it, trying to understand it. And there's, you know, there's a little bit of a vacuum of, of information about this new industry. And when there's an information vacuum, unfortunately, misinformation flourishes, particularly when you have politicians like Barnaby Joyce that are out there fanning the flames of conflict. Yeah, well... Speaking of which, (laughs) um, not long after the weekend of action, uh, Barnaby Joyce held an anti-renewables and pro-nuclear rally out the front of Parliament House in Canberra, and you went along to observe, right? So what what is it that you think, what is he trying to achieve with these rallies? Um, Yeah, I think that Barnaby sees that the energy transition is a real big challenge for the Labor government. Um, there's a whole lot of new wind and solar projects that need to be built. That's just a difficult logistical task. And I think for Barnaby Joyce, he can see that there's a political opportunity to try and divide communities 
and try and delay these projects, create division and conflict within communities. And that's essentially going to become like a political problem for the Labor government. So it really comes back to their um, the coalition's kind of electoral strategy around trying to create problems for Labor. Um, but, you know, they present themselves as as the as the kind of champions of of regional australia but they're really not doing anyone any anything good Mm. by spreading fear and misinformation like this this is an energy shift that needs to happen and is it going to happen in a way that's good for communities or not that's the decision that we have but i think that um yeah barnaby's just trying to slow it and stop it yeah yeah typical divide and conquer tactics and Mm. it's just so blatantly obvious that it's somewhat embarrassing um uh, so what we'll do now we'll go to a song break um and then we'll come back and we'll chat to martin cubby um the song i'm going to play for you is called lying on the floor by violent soho and uh i'd like to dedicate it to barnaby joyce uh if you know you know
There you go. That was Lying on the Floor by Violent Soho, dedicated to the one and only Barnaby Joyce. Um, you're listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR, 855 AM, uh, joined by Pat Simons from Yes to Renewables. And now we're going to have a chat with Martin Cubby, who's a member of the local group Good for the Gong up in uh, Wollongong, Darwell country. And uh, he's been helping to organise the Yes to Renewables event in the Illawarra. Hello, Martin. Thanks for having me on. Ah, no worries at all. Thanks for joining us. Um, So first I just want to ask you, Martin, what was the event? Can you tell us a little bit about what happened on the day? And Pat, feel free to jump in if you want. But yeah, Martin, tell us about it. Sure. Uh, well, uh, along with other a bunch of other regional communities uh, uh, around the country, uh, particularly communities where renewable energy zones have been proposed, or, or some of them have been declared now as well, um, there was a decision by a bunch of community groups and, and yes to renewables having to coordinate things uh, to make sure that there was a, a presence in those communities and Wollongong, where, where I live, uh, a bunch of people saying yes to renewable energy, yes to clean energy, yes to a, a good transition to make sure that we get off coal, oil and gas. And in Wollongong, we um, we settled up a, a, as a not so much a rally but a family fun day where we we had a bunch of activities and some expert speakers and people who, who understood the science of climate change and why we need to act and also how renewable energy works and can work really well for regional communities. Uh, and... So, yeah, it was a really successful day, we thought, and uh, I think it certainly shone a light on, on the support in regional communities around the, the shift to clean energy when compared with, um, uh, I think there was a rally with a, a couple of hundred people down in Canberra mm. uh, on the Tuesday with a bunch of people who claimed to, to oppose action on climate change. So um, I suppose that contrasted a little bit with that as well. Yeah, we were just um, having a chat about that rally that Barnaby Joyce led. So it's yeah, good to hear that there was a, a significant contrast in the in the turnout. Um, and yeah, we've heard there was a great you know turnout down at um, your your event on the weekend. So what can you t- talk a bit more about? You know what what's the feeling like around renewable energy in the Illawarra? And and why did you choose to hold a family fun day? I guess in, opposed to like your own rally. What was the thinking around that? You know, something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I, I've, been, I've been involved in um, climate action and concerned about climate action for a couple of decades uh, now. So um, uh, we, it's often good when you're thinking, well, we should do something. Well, what is it? Why are we doing it? And we wanted to make sure, I don't know if you chatted with Pat about this, we wanted to make sure that there was... Uh, a different kind of vibe and feeling to it, which wasn't hard to achieve. We, we, we you know, we offered up some free ice cream and everyone who came along, um, almost without exception, was really friendly, engaged. A lot of people there who wanted to know more um, and a lot of people there are also concerned about the a fair bit of disinformation, lies mm-hmm. being spread about clean energy, uh, mainly on, on social media. Um, and that has been an issue in Wollongong. Um, so we wanted to make sure that there was an event there that was family-friendly, accessible, um, with good information um, and, and good perspectives on why the, the change to clean energy is possible. Uh, and, and I think it, it was successful, and, and, and there's more to do, obviously, but uh, that, that was a great thing that um, a bunch of community members got together 
with some support from a couple of NGOs, ACF, Friends of the Earth, through Yester Renewables, uh, um, that, that we put on. And, yeah, it's, it gives us something to build on as well, being out and about in the community. It's better than sitting on Facebook and, and, and dealing with trolls. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's just, yeah, so awesome that the community was able to, like, really come together around this issue and have such a such an awesome event and i mean you know free ice cream you can't you can't say no to free ice cream yeah. um and so you're with the so you're with the group good for the gong um what's what's that group's vision for renewable energy and what do you think the next steps are for the community yeah well good for the gong was set up in a big hurry um uh, around uh around october of last year for, for a, a, about a month or so, um, w- with the announcement from the federal government that a renewable energy zone was was proposed for the Illawarra, and that, if if your listeners aren't aware, is particularly at the moment about um, uh, offshore wind, a, a large uh, and, and in my view fantastic offshore wind uh, proposal for off the the coast of the Illawarra. So when that was announced, there was. Uh, 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 coordinated and seemingly reasonably well uh, funded um, anti-renewable uh, groups that were set up, particularly, as I mentioned, on, on, on Facebook, which has been their main area of, of campaigning. Um, and a lot of people uh, saw that and were concerned about that, particularly people in the community who'd been concerned about climate action for some time. And, and there's a great community in Wollongong. And we saw that happening online and we knew that that disinformation was seeping out into the community and we thought that was a problem. So, yes, Good for the Gong was uh, set up along with a a Facebook group where we thought we could make sure that that alternative views and and views in relation to the science on climate change could be shared and discussed. And and we tried to make it a pretty open space and and had rules about people not abusing each other or or being nasty to each other and, and that's worked well. And then... We all discussed a bunch of sort of ten or fifteen local local um, community members discussed what else we needed to do, and we've been doing a bit of planning. And I suppose the the family fun day and the event uh, on February uh, earlier in February was was one of our first major public, you know, on the street kind of activities. But I, I think there'll probably be more to come as as, as the transition rolls out. Yeah, great. Good to hear. And um, I just wanted to ask one more question of Pat, and then um, I'll come back and ask ask another question to you, Martin. But Pat, it sounds like the debate around the future of renewable energy is really heating up with the Nationals Party now coming out saying that the transition should be delayed. How do you think the climate movement needs to respond? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that, you know, we really need to build a strong presence in regional communities where the the transition to renewable energy is actually rolling out and being built in reality. Um, we can't just mobilise, you know, the Sydneys, the the Melbournes. We need to be in the regions and and talking with people who are who are neighbours, people who are impacted um, in some way by this change, and making sure that their voices are lifted up. So I think that everything that Good for the Gong is doing and like the locals in 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 Wollongong is awesome because it's it's really about taking charge and having your own voice around how the the energy transition um, needs to happen in your own backyard so we're gonna we're gonna see more i think we're gonna see more um conflicts like this because there is so much um political 
gain for um, the right-wing parties to drive division around this issue. So I think being present, listening, um, upholding uh, local voices and having a positive vision for how that transition happens is going to be really important to making sure it actually happens in reality, fighting off the misinformation, and also making sure it does deliver the real good stuff that we want, you know, the good um, union jobs, like community benefit schemes, uh, community-owned energy, all of that. We need to organise and mobilise around that in regional Australia. Yeah, and were there – there was a series of actions last week, so were um, any other actions happening in regional areas last week that you yeah. want to tell us about? Yeah, so that we also um, – in Victoria, we had a community photo op in Morwell. Um, so we were a bit late to the game getting the word out on that one. So I think sent out word like the week of the action had about – over 50 people show up, which is pretty amazing for Morwell in the Latrobe Valley, a very difficult, um, challenging place to organise. So that that actually says to me there's been an incredible shift in that community. Uh, A few years ago, we wouldn't have been able to to do anything like that so quickly and so publicly, Um, but there's been a big change in that community's attitude towards this new industry. So that's that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. That's just one example. Yeah, good to see, and hopefully um, there's more of that to come. Um, Martin, another question for you, and then Pat's probably a question for both of you, really. Um, what is it that, that the, you know, Yes to Renewables, the pro-renewables uh, movement wants to see from state and federal governments when it comes to renewable energy? Uh, I, do you want to jump in, Pat, or...? Yeah, let's let's hear from you, Mun. Do you want to tell us a bit about like what you think you'd like to see to help the local, what's happening locally in your area? Yes. I, look, I, I, and I can give my personal view, and we're just a bunch of um, community members from various parts of life and good for the gong. Um, uh, but I, I think that, you know, we can't lose sight of the fact that uh, based on the science, based on what is happening, is that we need to do this very quickly. Uh, and I, I think it's really important that as communities we have a say in that process, uh, and, I mean, ideally we, we would have a 100% publicly owned uh, uh, renewable energy being built as part of the transition, but how, however it's done, it does need to be done quickly. It needs to be done uh, mindfully of any localised environmental impacts, mm-hmm. but also mindfully of the net benefits of making sure we get off coal, oil and gas. Uh, and, and if we understand the science, at best we've got really about five years mm-hmm. to really start uh, putting an accelerator on, on that transition. But as part of that, and where community groups, but also governments, state and federal, have a huge role is to make sure that we take the community with us and so conversations about the huge amounts of job opportunities, particularly in towns like Wollongong, are really important. That conversation has been happening, but we need to emphasise that as well. We do need to emphasise um, the net environmental benefits and also make sure that there is uh, clear pressure on the companies that may be bidding to, to build uh, offshore wind, an example of Wollongong, have the highest possible standards in terms of mitigating any or removing any any localised environmental impacts, particularly at the point of construction. Um, and so we can do that, uh, but we do need to be conscious of the speed that we need to, to make the transition. Mm. And um, 
I think, well, unfortunately, we are already seeing a number of the effects of climate change. Whether whether we're floating around a bit under 1.5 or a bit over, there's conjecture around that. But either way, we're in a situation where we, we don't have a moment to lose. Um, I think the federal government and the federal minister, pleasingly, is conscious of that. But once again, they're still opening up new coal and gas mines. So that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, they, you know, we want to do this quickly, we want to do it well, we want to take the community with us, and we need to take the community with us, um, but, we, but we need to get it done in the next five to ten years. Yep. Absolutely. Pat, anything to add to that? Yeah, just building off some of what Martin said, like, we, we do need to move quickly, and at the moment it's there's actually a lot of delay. Um, so there needs to be a lot more leadership from from state and federal governments, Um when it comes to offshore wind, there's legislation to enable offshore wind projects to be proposed, but there's no targets for how much will be built. There's no national targets mm-hmm. uh, for how much will be built. Victoria has its own policies. New South Wales doesn't really have much in in the shape of policy to, to attract and support offshore wind. The federal government needs to um, to work on that as well. So I think that there's, there's a lot of room for improvement um, from the New South Wales government and and also the federal government when it comes to offshore wind. Um, so that looks like setting setting targets and making progress towards them and then also making sure in, in order to meet those targets, you've got requirements for good local jobs, union jobs and community benefits because that's really what drives um, you know, local manufacturing and the flow of money into communities, not just for companies. Mm. And is there is there anything that either of you can see that are kind of the blockers to that at the moment? Is there anything that sort of needs to be overcome to enable this process? Well, I think that part of the reason that this um, anti-renewables campaign has been run is mm. to actually kind of scare governments from doing anything more ambitious. So um, it's really important we, we uh, defeat the misinformation and the scare campaigning and actually demonstrate to governments, communities do want this, you can lead on this, go further. So that's that's a big part of why these rallies have been held. Yeah, yeah. and a message that we're going to need to keep sending. Um, we'll, we'll have to wrap up soon, but Martin, did was there anything else that you um, wanted to share, wanted to add before we um, start to wrap up the, the chat? Yeah, I, I just, I just, I was thinking about it a little bit this morning as well. And in terms of the um, the people, particularly on on social media, who who are opposed to offshore wind, a lot of them have been um, claiming to be environmentally concerned, and and that you know, wind turbines wherever they are are going to be the worst thing, um, you know, for the environment. And I just sometimes I think that we can be too, we can entertain those views for too long, for people who care about climate change, also for decision makers as well. I mean, so many of the views that have been shared in our community and are quite destructive or can be destructive in our community are are really disingenuous and are really based on agendas from the fossil fuel industry. Mm. So I would hope both in our communities but also at a national and state level there is enough leadership on this because it's so important and so time critical is that we do push on and push past a lot of those lies that, that are being shared by bad faith actors in our communities. And I think good for the gong and working the community, um, we can help with that, but we do need to make sure um, our elected representatives 
take the lead and say, we need to do this. This is how we're going to do it. I'm going to take you with you on the journey. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well said, Martin. Um, thanks so much to both of you for joining me today on Dirt Radio. We had Pat Simons from Y2R and Martin Cubby from uh, Good for the Gong, sorry, and the NTEU. Um, thank you both. And uh, Martin, we'll let you go. And um, okay. see ya. Thank Thanks you very so much. much. Bye bye. And just before we close out the show, um, just wanted to talk about, again about um, 3CR's subscriber drive, which is happening this week. 3CR has over 120 weekly shows covering an incredible array of content, as well as um, our special broadcasts like Invasion Day or Trans Day of Visibility. Um, so you should become a scriber today and support this radical radio station that's doing so much for the community where every week you can listen live to your favorite shows or listen back with on-demand podcasts or on the 3CR website or through the community radio app. Um, your subscription really matters. It's really important to keep the show alive. So, yeah, please do consider subscribing, which you can do online or you can call the station on 94198377. And, um, yeah, I'll close out with a community service announcement and then you'll be on with Gav for Billabong Beats. See you, everyone. Hi, everyone. My name's Robbie Thorpe. I'm with 3CR Community Radio. Every year we have a subscription drive. It's a way of supporting our organisation maintain itself through the year and we rely on the support of the, the community. One way to do that is to subscribe and become a member. Become part of this organisation itself. Get in contact with 3CR. You can go to the website, 3cr.org.au, or you can ring on 94198377.